The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terragard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team, Skibbity Bop to Poop. Peter got himself a new crossbow. We decided that it would make cat noises every time he fired it. Fjorten checks in with the Wilder people. They haze him a little bit by asking him to brush the teeth in all the taxidermied heads in the Great Hall of the Courtesy Gobble. But he also learned a little bit about the giant toads. They accepted the quest to retrieve those sacks, and then they went out to go fight them. We rejoined them mid-combat. Alright, Fjorten, we move back to your turn top of round five. Fjorten is very, very concentrated on this task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he sees that uh, Taft is all uh, webbed up in there. And so Taft is going to go up and try to slice off this uh, slice off this goal that he's going towards. The uh, I forgot mean, what it's called. You mean Fjorten's going to? Yeah, Fjorten. Thank you. He's going to chop his sack off? Yep. All right. Chop Taft's sack. You know, de-sack Taft? Yes, with the great axe there. It's going to be sack-taftic if you do. Ooh. Roll for attack. Roll for de-sacking. We're going to de-sack that. Mm, okay. It's like cutting up some sushi. I'm going to actually do it with my... Uh... De-sacking knife? Yep. <laughs> I brought my de-sacker. 21. A 21 will successfully hit. All right. Roll me some damage. I'm going to do this with uh, Mystic Fortune ga- uh, Fortress Games. Thank you for the dice. Let's go ahead and see that. <laughs> that'd be a 1d12 plus 2. Ooh, that'd be a 13. 13 is a significant amount of damage. Not enough to fully de-sack, but you did a good amount of damage. You're well on your way to a sack. He's got a torn sack. Mm-hmm. Ugh. His sack is torn right now. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, I tried to chop it off, but it just wasn't quite there. But he does have a tool hanging on. Yeah. Barely. Discomfort. It could be be reattached if you just let him along. Discomfort. Nope. Not going to happen. Anything else on your turn, Fjordan? Nah. Jeff, we move over to you. Hoover's getting the wax. Whack, whack, Hoover. Critical. That is a critical hot damn hit. Go ahead and roll me some damage. 20. Is that right? Is that how you do it? That is 20 damage. Uh, 20 damage is not enough to kill, but you definitely severely damaged Hoover, I believe. You get to try again if you'd like, though. They're getting hit hard again. 22. Also a hit. 13. Also a goodly amount of damage, but still not quite enough. Holy moly, Hoover's a tough sun gun. Mm-hmm. A couple frogs out there with their sacks barely hanging on. They're jumping around. Their sacks are flopping around. Oh, God. Peter, what is your not talking about sacks flopping around turn? They're crying and toad cries. Whatever that sounds like. When toad cries. <laughs> uh, I'm going to shoot Hoover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like having this crossbow. Gotta say, it's kind of nice I get to get to do things without being in the harm's way. Mm-hmm. So, that, ooh, that's not good. That's an 11. Meow. Uh, an 11 is... Damn it. Exactly what you need to hit. Ah. Roll up some damage. Let's hope you get let's hope you get enough. Six. Six is exactly the score you needed. What a roll of exactitudes. Woo-hoo. Six hit points is enough to kill Monsieur Hoover. Do I shoot his sack off? Like I finally finished it off. <laughs> you finished his sack off. Yes. His Katie sack off. Hmm. That's it for me. Taft on their turn is going to first make an attempt. Well, I'm sorry. How long does your uh, stinking cloud last? I believe it was one hour. And you're still concentrating on that stinking cloud? That was the last thing I was concentrating on, yes. All right. So they're going to... And, uh, and your webbing does not require concentration? I don't recall. Uh, it does. And so everything I'm doing pretty much does concentration. So. All right. So the stinking cloud makes the webbing go away. So we kind of fucked that up. But whatever. We'll roll with it. Mm, yes, it does. Um, but Taft is still surrounded by a stinking cloud, and we'll just hand wave away the, the previous rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, so they're going to make a constitution saving throw to see if they spend their round gagging, and they do not with an 18. So they're going to spend their round instead attacking Jordan. That is going to be a 7, though, so I don't think that hits you. Oof, it does not. Roosevelt, on the other hand, is going to scoot their way forward, and they are going to attack you as well. Uh, So they got a 21 on their attack roll. Uh, Let's roll some damage. Uh, That is going to be a total of 20 damage, 10 piercing and 10 poison. Wow. And y'all's grappled. So that was 20 damage? 20 total damage. That hurts. From Roosevelt. God damn, and I'm grappled. God mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, giant toads will fuck you up, man. There's a reason they sent you guys out and didn't go themselves. Yeah, I was, uh, we do confidence battle. No, we're gonna get those sacks. We begin round six. Fjordan, you are grappled. It doesn't stop you from attacking or casting spells, but your movement speed is zero. Alright, well, I will go ahead and bonus healing wood myself for a, uh, for a four, 
Because I will heal my own sack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Because, God damn. That hurt. Your sack, like, slowly lifts up. Gets just a little tighter. <laughs> it's getting weird. What else would you like to do on your turn? That's it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh... So, can I go ahead and blow this thing away with from me from, uh... Uh, Thunder Wave. If you successfully Thunder Wave, it will be blown away from you. You will no longer be grappled. All right. Mm-hmm. Bark, 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 bark. What is my constitution save I need to make? You need to make a 13. 13. Also, did you make a barking noise to talk about that crow that's calling? Oh, was it a crow? That's, that's a crow. I, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I thought it was a bird, but... All right, this is from Mystic Fortune Games from uh, hey, hey, Konya. Hey, they're not paying us. You said it once. <laughs> I, get, I get paid every time I do, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not getting paid. <laughs> we should all get our own deals. Every, every, each of us has a thing we just say over and over again <laughs> to get sponsorship money. That crow is uh, really... Mm-hmm. Giving it the business. I have a BB gun. No, in your cock? I am a friend of the crows. I love crows. I really do. All right. They're fucking brilliant. They are smart. They are super smart. I love watching them like crack nuts in roads with cars and things like that. (laughs) Do you know my favorite thing? So let's step aside for just a moment. My favorite thing about crows. So they're doing these like intelligence tests to see like how smart crows were and whether or not they would use tools. So they devised this thing where there was, they'd put like pieces of wire inside of a cage and then there was a little bin of food, but it was down like a little plastic tunnel. And so they figured out that the crows would bend the wire. Well, actually, I'm sorry. First they put the tool in there bent and the crows would use the tool to scoop food out. And then they put the unbent wire in there and the crows would actually bend the wire to use it like uh, to scoop food out. But the best part about the study that they discovered was if you put a male crow in the cage, it will use the wire, gather the food, eat and be happy. If you put a female crow in the cage, and it'll, and like with the wire, they will scoop out the food, eat, be happy. If you put a male and a female in a cage and put the wire in there, the male will wait until the female scoops out the food and then will scare her off and eat her food. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Yep. Oh my god. It would appear that gender behavior is consistent across species. (laughs) Anyway, DC 14 constitution save for Thunder Wave. That's going to hit both Roosevelt and Taft. They are going to make one constitution saving throw. Ah, ah, ah. With a 10, that's a failure. They will make a second constitution saving throw. With an 11, that's a failure. So both of them fail. They are pushed 10 feet. 5, 10. 5, 10. You are no longer grappled, Fjorten. And it's a 1d8? Each of them is going to take the 11 damage that is shown there. Taft is looking pretty not great. Definitely into the bloodied range. Roosevelt is not quite to bloodied yet. And with my movement, I will move 10 feet back towards Peter. Excellent. Right at the edge of the map, and we move over to, unless there was anything else... That'd be it. Move over to Jeff. I run at Taft like a screaming lunatic. Ah! Because you're so angry. Swing my hammer at him. Them. Fifteen. Fifteen is a hit. 
Wow, 16. Man, splat. Taft is utterly destroyed. They only had seven hit points left, and you far exceeded that. What would you like to do with the rest of your turn? Keep on running to Roosevelt. Swing at him. 28. A critical. A critical hit with a 28 is enough to do how much damage? 17. A grand, and I must say, very grand total of 17 damage is done to Roosevelt. But they're still standing. Bloodied, but not wrecked. So endeth Jeff's turn. And we move over to Peter. I'm going to cast Victor's Attractive Laughter. Victor's Attractive Laughter. Victor's Attractive Laughter. At Roosevelt. Victor's Attractive Laughter. And that should require a wisdom saving throw. We do a wisdom saving throw. Toads aren't very wise, by the way, if you hadn't noticed. Uh, That is a... That is a one. A critical failure. They are so unwise and... You are greeted by the horrific sound of a giant toad laughing. (laughs) Uh, So now he is uh, prone, because he fell prone. He's incapacitated, and he is unable to stand up for up to one minute, as long as I concentrate on this guy. Or until Jeff probably smashes his head in with a hammer. He'll probably smash his face in with 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 a hammer. All right. At the end of each of its turns, uh, or each time it takes damage, it can make another wisdom saving throw. Given that it is now Roosevelt's turn, we will do that. Uh, that is that is an 18. So they are free of this laughter, but it did encompass their turn, so they did not get to take any actions. We begin round seven of combat with Fjorten. I'm actually going to go do a flying high jump with this great axe. That sounds super epic. Make oh, it yeah. happen. It's going to be... He's just going to jump up in the air right oh, yeah. where he's at. A super just right where he's axed for a 1d12. Do you want to know what's super exciting? This frog is prone on the ground, so you get advantage on this attack roll. That's just amazing. Are you going to aim right for a sack? Yeah, right for a sack. Oh my god, right off the bat. For uh, Mystic Fortune Games, uh, <laughs> 12. You're going to want to roll a d20 for the attack roll, though. Well, <laughs> you know what? That attack is just fucking fantastic. But you're going to want to roll it twice because you have advantage. Yep. That's going to be a 16. And? No, that was the best of the two. Oh, it was, it was eight okay. and a 16. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the best of the two. All right. Well, it definitely is a hit. So you're going to roll that d12 again. It's going to be great if it's a one. No, it's a nine. It's a nine. All it's right. a nine. Nine, ten, eleven for a plus two. Do you want to know what's amazing? What's that? Do you want to know what's super amazing? I do. Can I tell you what's super amazing? Please do. He's Can got, I tell you? Can I tell you? He's got one HP left. He's got 11 hit points, and you just did 11 hit points worth of damage. You have destroyed Woo! the final frog. Just right through his front sack. Right through his, his toad sack. sack. Right through his toad sack. Between the three of you, without taking a lot of damage, to be perfectly honest, that was a little bit of a wimpy combat uh, with a lot of luck and a lot of other things uh, and skillful and artful use of your spells. I mean, like, the people sitting on a task, they don't know what we're about, but, you know, we got to just collect some sacks, so we're Mm going to collect some sacks. We're all about sacks. You went out sack hunting, and let me tell you guys, you brought home the sacking. Sacking. I, you got, are, I see what you did there. Yeah. Did you see what I did there? It was supposed to the the phrase commonly is you bring home the bacon, but I put sack in there. That's clever. 
Yeah. You know, I mean... Instead of back, it's there's, back. There's a reason that I was asked to make a podcast. Um, and it's because I was so clever with things like Sacken. Sacken. Somebody was like, you know what? You should have a podcast. I hereby deem you worthy. You know what I have for breakfast? Some bacon. The bacon? You know, it's not just everybody that they let have a podcast. Um, it's a, you have to go before the committee of elders. Mm-hmm. And they were like, make a joke about bacon that references sacks. And I fucking just like in a heartbeat busted that out. Nailed it. And now I have a podcast. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's how I earned my license. Woo. And how amazing that you finally got to use that joke after three, nearly three years. Three, three years. years, yeah. Pretty good joke, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. <laughs> good deal. Right on. Jeff approved. So the three of you are now five sacks richer, which if I'm not mistaken will be the title of this episode. So we're now... <laughs> So now we're carrying around, how many toads were there? Five? Yeah. There were five giant toads. So you've got, you know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing these things being the size of those uh, saucer sleds. Mm -hmm. Like you guys carve out these five big sacks off of these uh, toads. And you got five big sacks. Five slimy, elastic sacks. Toad sacks. I would like to keep the tongues. Also, I want that to be a band name. It'd have to be like Johnny and the Elastic Sacks. There it is. Johnny yeah. and the Sacks. What about fr- uh, frog legs for dinner? Johnny. Possibly. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny and the Sacks. I'm really sorry to every listener. It is what it is. Fair so- use. Fair use. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You guys, so you guys, uh, you guys sack up and head back to town. You head back to the Courtesy Gobble. What about frog legs? Did we want to grab frog legs? Frog legs and frog, frog tongues. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, y'all carve up whatever you want. You can't carry all five whole frogs, but you can cut up a lot of parts. Yep. Yeah, we're going to deep legs fried frog legs. Have you ever actually had, like, IRL frog legs? Yeah, that's like chicken. Everybody says that. I think everything tastes like chicken. I've never had frog legs. It tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. Greasy chicken. Yeah. I've had crocodile. They're, they're, alligator. They're not even that good to eat. I don't know why people like to eat them. Very they're, tiny. They're very, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not satisfying. Rich people eat weird things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I would like on my dessert? Gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got some gold in your teeth. <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, embarrassing. Let how me in, just. How embarrassing. Pick embarrassing. that out and shit it out later. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys. What is. Uh, I will. You can find your tip in the toilet later. Can you fucking imagine being in a restaurant watching some rich bastard literally eat gold? And you're just like, wow, I may or may not make rent this month. I mean, not that restaurants have been open for fucking half the year or whatever, but like, I mean, but literally you're like, I, I'm driving a, a fucking Pinto. beat up Pinto yeah. and I'm struggling to make rent. I haven't had health insurance in years. I have no retirement account and you have to serve some fuck a dessert with gold plating on it. And just like, here you go. Here's your dessert that has actual gold on it. Like, completely flavorless. Mm-hmm. Adds nothing to the food. Gold. No, nu- not even nutritional value. And <laughs> you're just like, here you go. Eat some actual fucking gold, you fucking rich piece, rich piece of shit. 
Oh, I'm too full. I couldn't possibly eat any more gold. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even finish it. Yeah, they left like half of half the gold on. And then you've got to take it back in the kitchen and throw it in the garbage disposal. Yeah, they're, they're like, no, you have to throw that away. Like, bring me a bag. I will feed it to my dog. Doggy yeah. bag, please. Doggy gold bag. If like, if anybody ever wonders why, like, you know, a bunch of people get beheaded in revolutions, this is the kind of shit that makes that happen. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little tangent for you. Uh, so you guys make your way back to the Courtesy Gobble. You present your five sacks. There are more than happy with the fruits of your labor. You are, of course, quite capable of keeping the rest of these frogs for yourselves at no additional charge. And I believe I spelled out a reward of 120 gold for all of you. That's correct. So I, mean, always I guess us- you can divide it however you like, but that would be typically 40 apiece. And you gain a little uh, reputation with the guild, and life is grand. I don't know how in debt I am, but I feel like I'm getting close to paying off some debts. I feel like we need to take a little time and like make your because it. I feel like we need to make you have crippling debt. That's where I started. I don't know what crippling though. Denotes. I mean, you haven't like made any payments or anything. No. I think you're just out there making all this money and you're like, here we go. I'm going to go gamble and drink with this. At this point, maybe I'd ask the Wilder people for uh, maybe a, a patch on my vest or whatever. You're looking for a merit badge? I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for the Wilder people. It's a giant sack. I mean, I've been brush- <laughs> I've been brushing some uh, taxidermy teeth. I've been doing little odd jobs here and there. I'm looking to make my way up in the Wilder people ranks. Just as a quick note, did I ever show you guys the logo I made for the Terror Guard Town Criers? <laughs> no. It should be on your screen. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's oh, good. With the, the bell in the right hand there. What's on his face? That's a mouth. Oh, sorry. I looked at. I was looking at it the wrong way. It kind of looked like a weird ear or something. He's a hollering. Whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little whipped cream on your mouth in the morning. That's how they, how they uh, what, christen a new crier. They have a little thing of whipped cream. A dollop for you. This dollop of whipped cream symbolizes the pure truth that you as a town crier will issue at all times. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. We have a silhouette of a uh, town crier holding his left hand up with with a thumb up and his right hand up with a bell in the middle. We have a hat and a mouth in white screaming the truth of the town. So what you have earned at this point, um, and I, Fjorten, I guess you've earned it just a little bit more, but it, it happens to have fallen on, uh, on this, this specific mark because of the way that I did renown within the faction. The three of you are now ascended from the rank of Snare up to the rank of Arrow with the Wilder people. So there is, in fact, a tiny little pin of an arrow that they give you to put on your uh, vesticles. Hooray. I'm Hooray. back in ecstatic. Woohoo! What, um. Great. Can we do anything with this pen? Pin. Pin? Yeah, it's not a pen, it's a pin. Oh. You pop balloons with it. Mm hmm. It's true. Pop some sacks. So, what this earns you is a little bit of, uh. a little bit of street cred, a little bit of respect within the guild. Uh, this now gets you to the point where you are known. You do know that there are three ranks above you knife hand and heart 
Those are the different ranks of renown that you can get within the Wilder People, and those ranks earn you uh, the ability to curry favor with the higher-ranked members. Um, it also lets you, uh, as you get more rank, um, ask favors of the guild, or perhaps have influence over them as we get to larger and later ranks. So what does it take to get the, uh, the knife rank? Um, so the short of it right now, I haven't really explained all this out, and I'm probably fucking these rules up, but every time you guys do something good for the Wilder people, you get one or two or maybe three points uh, of renown within the guild. You all currently have three points. Well, if you're you have four. Um, but you uh, will slowly gain in rank. You have four points or three points within the guild. Uh, snare was one point. An arrow is three. Knife is 10, hand is 25, and heart is 50. If you're lucky, someday you can meet the me- the leader of the Wilder People, and his name is Mart Escala. Nice. Whose picture I used the smiling, bearded Jeremiah Johnson for. I wish you could put animated gifts in here. Mm-hmm. Him nodding. All I want him to do is nod at me. That's all you want. That's all you want in the world is for him to nod at you. That's all I want, and I'll get that rank. Oh, I will, but I'm playing it cool, so I don't actually shout out. I accept this arrow. I don't care arrow. if I get that rank. I accept this Whatever. arrow with dignity. It is honestly one of my most favoriteest things of movies of all time is after like two hours of epic struggle in Jeremiah Johnson where he's getting attacked by people and shot at and stabbed and everything else. And uh, Bear Claw comes up to him at the end of the movie and he says, Well, Pilgrim, was it worth all the trouble? And Jeremiah Johnson says, eh, what trouble? Mm-hmm. <laughs> After his wife and... <laughs> yeah, like, everybody he knows gets murdered. Like, 30 people try and kill him. A bunch of animals try and kill him. And he says, eh, what trouble? Get up out of here. Get All right, Bana. Speaking of getting up out of here, there are... Chub-chub from a chub-chub. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. There's some of that. But more importantly, there's two jobs on the job board. The older job, and if you don't take it this time, it's going to get removed from the job board because <gasps> I'm only going to leave stuff up there if you're interested in it. And if you're not interested in it, there's no point in being on the job board. It's not that we're not interested. You just keep putting more interesting things up there. I'm sorry. I'm so interesting. That's true. Anyway. The existing job that's out there that I'm going to guess is going to go away, because the other one that I have up there is also much more interesting. This is my last old chub. Quit putting that old chub in your mouth. It's hard not to once you get started. You're drinking it down, that old chub. Just can't keep old chub out of your hands and mouth. I feel like it should be O-L apostrophe chub. Yeah, I agree. Or O-L-E. I don't know where that comes from. Old chub. So, uh, Frogtastic, old chub. Is the name of that job. Frogtastic is the wilder people asking you to go out and get some toad sacks. That's been out there for a long time. I don't feel like we need to rehash that too we much. We are currently more. out there. Yeah, we in did. In the marshes. We got the frog sacks. Didn't yeah. We? we got those. Yeah, we went and chopped off some frog sacks. Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. We're actually heading on our way back. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing we did. <laughs> and we didn't, so we didn't resolve you guys getting back with the sacks. Not yet, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all that shows you how much I'm paying attention, apparently. 
savor it while it lasts. It won't happen again. Okay, well... um, Does that mean there's only one choice on the job board? That means we need to go back and... Don't clap over me. I will clap over you just that one time and never again. I'm really sorry. Uh, It means that we still need to play out going back and retrieving the job, I guess, because I didn't, like, award you guys... Experience. What have you. Although, you're far, far, far from leveling up. How much were we selling these sacks for? Well, they, the wilder people need them, and so I would like to supply them, maybe without reward, because... For free? Uh, it's my faction, bro. Sacks for sale. Are you trying to haggle off some sacks behind the back? Sacks. Back sacks. Backy sacks. Backy sacks. Gross. What if, what if that's where your balls were? What if they're just hanging off of, like, your left shoulder blade? Oh, what if you're, you're the a, greatest shoulder guard of all time? A Balchinian. Oh god! What's that from? Men in black? black. What if you couldn't reach your balls to scratch them? Mm-hmm. That would be terrible. That would be a terrible. Or thing. clean them. Where mm. would they? Far worse. Where if, can if I? If they're not... on your back and you couldn't smell them, I guess it wouldn't be that. Bad. Well, I mean, I don't know where on my body I couldn't touch. I can touch it everywhere on my body. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Like, it would be weird just to have a spot on your body that you couldn't touch. Yeah. I think that's true for a lot of Americans. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's people who haven't seen the underside of certain things in a lot of years, much less reach them. That's a fair point. Yeah, good choice. And who are you being judgy about it? You can't touch your toes. I mean, I can, just not while standing up. For real? Yeah, for real. I can barely. It depends on the day. I've seen it not happen. Yeah. I think I'm very surprised. You were, I think you're very limber and athletic. I mean, I'm, I, I just, even when I was like at my peak physical prowess, like I still couldn't touch my, uh, God damn it, my tangent, toes. Satan. You've struck again. Mm-hmm. They make a stretch, like a place to go just for stretching called the stretch lab that I'm actually considering going. Like it's literally become a life goal to try to touch my toes. How much is this place? I don't know. It's probably stupid expensive. Yeah, like, nobody makes like a specialized thing and calls it the stretch lab and is like discount rates half on the week, <laughs> half off on the weekends. Yeah. Like, nor do you want to like, uh, you know, do it off of an ad on Craigslist or something like that. I'm picturing the like, come over to my house, I'll stretch you out. <laughs> <laughs> What's the dude? Is it Doctor Nick from The Simpsons? Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Everybody, come to my stretch lab. I stretch you out good. Well, hello there, Begat fans. How is your day? I hope it's wonderful. I hope it's everything you dreamed it could be. I want to take a moment to thank Victor, Brian, Chad, Kathy, George, Eloisel, Gerg Murky, Bay Area Beer Socials, Amber, DM Rob, Justin, Jimothy K. Meeplebeebs Jr., Devin, Bryant, Emily, Rowdy, son of Sofa Man, and a second but equally special and magical Justin, as well as Christopher. Do you know who these people are? They are the patrons who keep us afloat. Nay, the very essence of our survival. Each and every one of you is a beam of pure light which keeps these tired leaves from withering. 
We cannot thank you enough, but we must always endeavor to try. So thank you, patrons, for being wonderful. I have three surprises coming up for you soon, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. We must also thank all of our listeners, because, let's face it, if you weren't listening, we probably still wouldn't be doing this. You're all super amazing, and we're really happy you've come along on this ride with us. Keep on listening, and we'll keep on producing. Friends, I know I've said it a million times, but we'll say it one or two or a hundred more. If you've got the time to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, or really wherever, it's super helpful for us. If you don't, well, don't worry about it. We're just glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Well, I don't have anything else exciting that's quite ready yet, so for now, let's just get back into the action. Y'all make your way on back down to the town of Terragard. You enter the courtesy gobble, and you find Paige there. She gives you a nice howdy y'all, and you present to her a big ol' armload of sacks. And you're like, here you go, Paige and the Wilder people, here's a bunch of sacks. Now there was some discussion on the way back, if I'm understanding this correctly, about whether these sacks were donated sacks, or there was payment expected for these sacks. Talk amongst yourselves about how that's going to happen. I think we should get at least a gold a sack. Yeah. It seems a fair price. Right? Or Fjorton can just pay us, you know, a gold a sack. That seems fair. It's a very nice house in a quiet neighborhood. It's on a gold a sack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got debts I gotta pay. I can't be running around I'd doing do good deeds for free. I'd be, I'd be willing to do that. Um, I'll pay you guys. I'll pay you guys out. How many sacks have we got? Uh, what did you guys get? Five, six sacks, seven sacks, five, six, seven sacks. We got five, five, six, 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 six sacks going on. Seven, 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 Point twelve. If oh uh, yeah, eight. So eight gold. I'd, I'd give you both four gold if I'd be able to just kind of turn these in and say, "Hey, works for me. No payment." You're gonna pay your homies on the sly, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna you're gonna donate the sacks. Paige is mighty grateful, and she says, "Wow, aren't you the mighty generous one? You know we do sell these. No, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm gonna make sure that uh, that everybody knows that you did this as just a good old deed for the for the wilder people." That's what you should remember about the very good or very good adventuring team. Uh, we do uh, we do freelance work, uh, but for you guys, I'll I'll make sure to get a good cut for you. We put the free in freelance, and they'll have the asterisk behind it. For, but with like reputation gain, yeah, okay. reputation gain, and not always. So. All right. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to tell you that that is not just going to get you guys the experience that you were getting before, but I'm going to tack a little extra on. So let me make a note for myself before I get a chance to forget. This was going to be worth 800 experience. And because mm-hmm. I'm feeling mighty generous, because you were feeling mighty generous, I'm going to add another 200 onto that. Oh, oh shit. That's great. Bala. 
It's Bala. You oh. guys are rolling an experience. Does that level us up with the Wilder people? Are you or any of that kind of shit? Uh, you're going to get... Uh, so you guys do have faction standing with the Wilder people. Uh, let me just bust out where your faction standing is right now. Oh, I'm going to have to tack this up because there's some additional stuff going on. You guys have worked your way up from the initial rank of Snare... And you are now into arrow. You are on your way to becoming a knife with the wilder people. Uh, the only, only two ranks above that are a hand and a heart. I'm shooting for hand. I'm shooting for heart. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, I don't know why, I just feel, feel good with this guild. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Actions that you take to benefit the guild, such as the ones that happen tonight, which, by the way, will earn you a little extra renown within this guild. They do get you some extra points. Okay. So far, uh, you guys have earned somewhere between 3 and 10 renown, because that's what the arrow and the knife uh, differentiators are. It gets a little harder as things go on. Hand is 25 renown, and heart is mm -hmm. 50. Whoa, that's like double the previous one. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Shit mm -hmm. gets real. It is, in fact, the easiest slope to master, though, because 1 to 3 is 3 times, 3 to 10 is over 3 times, 10 to 25 is 2 and a half times, and then it's a mere doubling to get to 25 to 50. I don't know why I went through all that math right there, but I just did. Yeah. Felt good. Felt right. Felt right. But it's hard to earn that much reputation from a long-established organization, so there you go. Is there anything else you would like to do to or with or around the Wilder people before departing? I would say no myself. I appreciate always helping out. If they need anything, go ahead and uh, reach out. I'd be able to help them. Happily help, help, help you with all any of your, um, your sack needs. That's what I appreciate about you, Wilder people. Yeah. What are you guys going to do with these sacks? Well, these sacks are getting sold. They had a specific request for them. Hmm. Huh? Wait. Mm -hmm. By who? Well, that's private client business. You're going to have to build up a little more renown before you're trusted with secret information. Okay. That's fair. How much are you getting paid for these sacks? She's like, oh, you know, I get my kind of room and board and, you know, my standing within the guild as well. So Paige is not making any specific money off of this. She's just sort of middle person. What do people use these sacks for? She says, well, people use all kinds of things from different monsters, typically to make potions and spell components and stuff like that. That's usually what we're gathering things for. All right. That sounds good. All right. Well, uh, what, what, if gonna, what if they're going to put balls in these sacks? What would you do about it? What are you going to fucking do about it? I don't know. Nothing she pushes you a little. I'll be like, hey, easy. You can do whatever you want with these sacks. They're your sacks now, man. Lady. She's like, hey, sack up. Then she pushes you again. And then she laughs. I'm like, you know, it's not, uh, it's not what I thought you wilder people were all about. She's like, ah, I'm just joshing with you. Okay. They ain't, they ain't softies. Wilder people don't frack around. Look at those, look at those heads on the walls. Mm-hmm. They don't play. You are surrounded by taxidermy right now. Utterly surrounded. Yeah, Engorged. Like, to the oh, point no, where I'm this room looks dangerous. I know, I'm just like looking around, I'm kind of got a little drool over my mouth, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in. Did you use the word engorged a moment ago, by the way? I did. That's a good word. 
So rarely get to use that word. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fully engorged? I would say halfly engorged. Halfly engorged? Happily halfly engorged? Happily halfly engorged. That's got a... Uh, what the fuck is that nursery rhyme? Hickory dickory dock. Happily... <laughs> happily halfly engorged. There's nothing that rhymes with engorged, though. All right, what time of day is it? Uh, so, you guys had had a long adventure. This is getting to be pushing pretty close to evening time. Um, beat. How far away from home are we? Uh, the courtesy gobble is, if you'll note on your map, right there. And your home is about there, which roughly translates to about a block. Huh. Uh, wait. Courtesy Gobble is a f like a farmer's market, or what is this place? Uh, the Courtesy Gobble is immediately next door to the market. Uh, I think it would feel weird for most people to be like, call it a farmer's market, because that's just the market. But in modern parlance, yes, we would call it a farmer's market. And that is next door to the Courtesy Gobble. Nice. Well, fellas, we can either go home or go out. Well... I think for the evening, I would probably go to my mom's place, find a firkin trees, and uh, probably stay there the night, actually, because we have a, a quest on the border, and maybe I can just catch up and see more about it and not have to rush things. Oh my god, oh my god, are you guys going to have a sleepover? Going to have a sleepover, smoke those wizard drugs. Smoke and... those wizard drugs? Yeah. And okay, then, uh... so Fjordan's going to have a sleepover with his mom. Uh, any non-nerds want to go out and have a drink tonight? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, all right. Let's, uh, let's split the party, as we do so often these days. Let's start off with smoking drugs with mom. <laughs> she, she must be a cool mom. <laughs> oh, she's the coolest. <laughs> she taught me everything I know. All the coolest moms smoke drugs. Drew with drugs. Because you guys all had the cool mom in high school, right? Wasn't your mom the cool mom? I don't know. That, like, let everybody come over and drink? Your mom was cool. I mean... As long as no one's driving, I know you kids are going to do it, and I'd rather you did it here and you were safe. I didn't drink in high school. She was cool, but responsible. Was your mom disappointed in you that you didn't drink in high school? <laughs> People Maybe. drank at your house. Yeah. I know I did. I didn't have a lot of experience with that when I was in high school and whatnot. I think there's only like one real party where I got wasted and well, no, I guess I'm just thinking of freshman year. It kind of ramped up after that. <laughs> anyway. I lived about 15 minutes, 20 minutes out of town. So I'd probably head out for the weekend and then come back on Sunday night. And I say, how's your weekend? I think it was good. It was pretty good. Really? Yeah. Your parents just let you like. Well, just because, I mean, there's very, it was a town of like 5,000 people. And the closest town away is like half hour away. There's not a whole lot of I was going to do. So she knew my friends where I was going to go. So I'd probably leave Friday. And she's like, so yeah, coming home tonight? I'm like, uh, probably not. I'll see you tomorrow. Cause I don't think a town size has any indication on how much trouble you can get into. Yeah, the smaller the town size, the higher concentration of meth there is. The so. more Is that right? Well, uh, at least in the Midwest. I guess I shouldn't say that for yeah, West Coast. Yeah, probably. I mean, these days, yeah. But I mean, she knew everyone in town, so... I wasn't going to get away with much. Oh. I'm not using it. I'm just holding it so I remember to use it. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea to hold that rod. Yep. Yep. Well, all right. So you head on out. Just Fjorton Firkin Trees. Out to the Firkin Trees farm.
Would it really be a farm if it was druids? Druids are all about naturally letting things happen. So it'd be the the frickin' trees general area. Frickin' trees let shit grow. Mm-hmm. The frickin' trees on I mean, farm. It's, it's natural, but it's just or- organized natural. There's like a fence between this weed and that weed. And, sure. I mean... It's- is it like when you go to somebody's house and it's really sloppy and dirty, mm-hmm. but like they know where everything is? It's kind of like it's a farm. I'm a lead farmer. I mean, it's just kind of, it's a loose term. A land farmer? A lead farmer. Oh, a lead farmer. <laughs> it's a loose term here and there. I'll, wait, what? I was thinking of what Tropic Thunder. Oh. I'm a farmer. I'm a lead farmer. Then he rips off his poncho oh, and shooting. And... Gotcha. Yep. Tropic Thunder, the movie everyone forgot to remember. But it's still out there, haunting Robert Downey Jr.'s career. It shouldn't, though. I think it's really, I think it's well done. Likewise. Anywho, here we all are, out at, well, here some of us are, out at the Firkin Trees Farm. As you approach, your, uh, your mother says, Oh, hello, Fjorten, I'm glad you've, I'm glad you've come out to see me. Did you get fucked up today? No, not yet. Um, well, let's get started. <laughs> no, hey, good, good. good. Uh, also, uh, while we're doing this, uh, I was hoping you were telling me about this uh, this job that needs to be done. Okay, out of character, real quick, or out of out of episode. I want you to insert bong ripping noise here, and then she's mm-hmm. gonna say, "Does anybody have a bong at home?" By the way, who wants to insert? No, mm. look at, I would go buy one just <laughs> just for this scene, <laughs> just for this, just for this area. <laughs> She's like, Sorry. "Oh, that's a good bong load." <laughs> oh, that's the shit. Mm. Everybody understands what that water bubbly sound means too, so you're not mm. gonna have any trouble with it. So, yeah, I do have a thing for you. <laughs> Yes, thanks for coming out about the... What was I saying? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so fucking high. Uh, oh, oh, so there's been a lot of chatter amongst the animals lately about about some voices in the trees. Uh, there's been, there's been some... There's been some pain in the woods. There's something out there that's suffering. Uh, do you, do you remember Mike the deer? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Mike the deer. Oh, oh good. Pa- pass that shit back here. <laughs> <sighs> she makes a couple of smoke rings out of the, like the last dragon. Like Lord of it the is- Rings and makes like ships and dragons and uh-huh, stuff like that. Uh-huh. She's Gandalfing the fuck out of this smoke right now. And she's like, well, uh, Mike has said he's been talking to some of the other woodland creatures. Apparently a buttload of them can talk now. It's super weird. Anyway, <laughs> there's, there's a clearing that's very deep in the woods and we've always known it to be somewhat sacred. There's a big ass rock there that we all think is pretty cool. And, uh, apparently it's nearby that and none of the animals want to get closer to it because it sounds pretty harsh, uh, for, a, for your normal mellow. It's very harsh, so I think, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yes, uh, someone should, someone should go look at that. And I, and I thought to myself, 
There's a young man I know that would like to be a full member of Aja's circle in the druids here in the forest, and I, I thought maybe that young man... I, w I think I remember that young man being you. <coughs> oh, don't, don't, don't burn it. It's, that's, oh, <coughs> let me change the water in that. Here we go. Is Mike around here, Mom? Oh, yeah, he's right there. And you look over and he's just like poking his head in the window. And he's like, what's up? <laughs> and so at this time, I say, hey, Mike, it's a long time no deer speak. Uh, good to good from here. Good. Whoa, I can talk to you right now. Oh, uh, yeah, you remember that, right? Like, I can talk like I'm I'm talking deer. That was it was like a whole thing a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Wasn't high then. So it's really weird. Um, do you know any back roads to the shortcut? Possibly through the woods? I mean, that's kind of why I'm here sleeping over with my mom. To get some secrets on to this quest. Back, uh, <laughs> you gonna share some of that bong with me? Maybe if I know a road. You gotta pull the cork for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bring it on over, man. I'll take you out there where you wanna, wherever you want to go, man. All right. Deal. Insert oh, bong noise insert here. Bong noise here. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to do bong noise. That's all I'm going to do. It's a bong noise here. <laughs> <laughs> just make it like a kind of step away for a second and just bong noise. Oh, I thought you said gong noise. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. makes Scene. <laughs> that's all we need right there. That's enough of that. Yep, that pretty much wraps that up. That's great. We do a star fade over to Peter and Jeff. P -p -p Peter and Jeff. Peter and Jeff. Peter and the Jeff. B Friends having beers. Goliath having beer. Oh, that was going to be like the Chia Pet song. That, you know, there was like a mix of a lot of songs in there, and I feel like they all work together really well. P -p -p Peter. Boom. Bum, bum, bum. And Jeff. Do, do, do. That's a real Casio keyboard. I heard that. I heard that in my head on a Casio keyboard as you said it. So what are you guys going to do? Are you guys just going to go drink? Are you going to gamble? Are you going to fight? What do you want to do? I don't know, Jeff. You got any ideas? What would tickle your pickle? <laughs> uh. Well, let's drink and see what happens. All right. Where do you want to go? We got a few places. Uh, we got the Blind Cyclops. That's a regular old bar, right? Uh, it is a shitty dive bar, but it is... I mean, you can do regular bar things there. We got the watering hole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A little uh, higher class, a little higher class, but a little uh, small on the half side of it. We got a... Is the Sneaky Brisket kind of a barish, tavernish place? So funny you should ask, because I've been meaning to come back to this. So you guys started off fairly early on. One of the earliest quests you did as we began this new campaign is you went out and fetched some beer for Duga. And then you went out and you fetched some ingredients to help him make his sneaky brisket a little more popular and delicious. The effort that you have been putting into this bar is starting to pay off, whether you intended for that to happen or not. And the sneaky brisket, while not like, you know, it's not like going crazy or bananas at this point, but it's definitely busy. Like, you know, a month or two ago, there was nobody in here, especially not on whatever night this is of the week 
which I definitely know as the DM who's keeping track of days. Mm -hmm. But today, there's a... Well, let's just say there's a pretty good crowd for a Saturday. Is there a band playing? Uh, it's probably a piano man. Whoa. It's classy. There's a regular crowd shuffling in. Mm-hmm. Well. And the manager gives you a smile. Because he knows that it's me they've been coming to see to forget about Terragard uh, for a while. That was awful. Well, Jeff, do you want to... Head over to the Sneaky Brisket. That's been pretty happening place lately. Yeah. We got a fucking raging piano bar going on over there. I like a good piano bar. Let's do In, it. Insert piano music here. Insert raucous piano music here. Oh, fuck yeah. I can't remember the name of that song. The Entertainer. The Entertainer, yes. Have you seen the movie The Sting? It's one of my all-time favorites. Oh my god, I love that movie. That's that's got to be fair use by now, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost certainly. Okay. Actually, actually, yeah, it might be. Fifty that song years. might be a public domain. Yeah, yeah, not somebody else's performance of it though. No, Anaheim, you enter the sneaky brisket, and it is a much different scene than you've been accustomed to over the past however long you've been living here. There's a a pretty good crowd. People are laughing, having a good time. The piano is rolling away in the corner. I guess I don't know what I'm doing by establishing that pianos are real in this world and that they exist, but you know what? I'm going forward with it. I mean, you know, most medieval fantasy settings, you know, you got your kavaths out there in the world playing their weird X number of stringed instruments and whatnots, but here at the Sneaky Brisket, there's a piano. You got a couple of people drunkenly playing some slashy stabby soldiers. You got a couple of people drunkenly playing some knuckle bones. Maybe there's a I think there's a I think there's an intoxicated dwarf dancing over by the piano having just a great time, a grand time, like an old chub just hanging out, swinging around, doing just dwarven good times. Y'all going to saddle up to the bar or get a table or dance? What do you want to do? I say, I say we grab a table. We're, that sounds uh, good. You know, we're kind of known. We know the we know the management here. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can grab a table pretty easily. Oh yeah, there's definitely a table. It's not like it's like set aside for you guys or anything. You guys haven't achieved that level of notoriety yet. Um, but uh, who's it gonna be? It's gonna be because one of us should roll dice tonight. Bonnie comes over. And uh, she's she's got two beers in hand, a regular-sized one and an extra-large one. I think by this point, Jeff's got his own mug up here at the bar. Uh, a gigantic mug. Carved out tree stump. <laughs> <laughs> a, just a big fucking birch log. Uh, she comes and she sets down beers and she's like, I kind of guessed, is this okay? You guys good? This is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. She's like, all right, it's super busy in here, so I'm going to go run around, but let me know if you need anything else. Do you want food? You want food? You want some brisket? Yeah. I'd eat. It's like, okay, I'll bring, I'll bring out some brisket as soon as it's ready. Okay, thanks, guys. And she trots her way off to the other customers, and Duga's behind the bar, sloshing drinks around, bartending like crazy. Your buddy, uh, Stuart Soup, Mr. Stew, he's in the back. He's, he's carving out brisket. 
talk talk amongst uh, talk amongst yourselves while they saw you off some brisket and pour you well pour your fellow patrons some some beverages. Hey Jeff. Hey, what's going on? Just drinking this beer. Eating <laughs> this brisket. How's that beer? <laughs> oh, it's delicious. What is it? An old chub? <laughs> we probably probably shouldn't say old chub. An old grub. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, yeah, it's old grub. I mean, I'm not going to edit out any of the rest of that. <laughs> old, old Chub the beer can get their old. little... That is a real beer, by the way, listeners of VGAT. Um, Peter showed up tonight with a, a sixer of Old Chub. Old Chub. It says roasty, roasty and robust on it. It is. It's both of those things, actually. Most excellent. So you've got some, what did you say? Old Grub. You got some Old Grub. Packing it in. It's a delicious dark ale. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use my plot point. Oh damn! I'm gonna say that a uh, couple a uh, couple of characters sit down at our table, and uh, the ruffians, mm. and they got a bone to pick with uh, Peter because he's got some debts that are owed. Oh, all right, all right. I can get into this. I can get into this. Um. Hand me the plot rod. Thank you. Alright, so there are two ruffians. Alright. Fjorton, give me the name of ruffian number one. Alabaster. Alabaster the bastard? Yeah. Thanks for accepting my addition. Oh, I got the name for the second one. Oh, do you? I was gonna I was gonna give it to Jeff, but if you've got a good one. Creamy. Oh my god. Alabaster and creamy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey, that old duo. It reminds me of uh, in the Matrix Reloaded. They have those two like very white like guys with the dreads. Yeah, that that's what these guys remind me of. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm picking that up. I'm picking that up. What were they supposed to be like? Vampires or not werewolves? Because that was the other guys. No, they just like they're like ghosts with razor blades. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like face shifters. I remember just. Going through cars and crap like that. We are not amused. Yeah. No, we are not. I remember thinking at the time, because even at that time, and I think I was kind of high when I saw that movie, I was like, really? You guys thought this was so badass. And don't get me wrong, almost everything in the Matrix movies, the original trilogy, because apparently there's going to be more now, um, was pretty badass. But those two? Over the top, you thought? just corny you know like if i saw those dudes coming at me i'd be like okay 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 i can't take this seriously and then they'd murder me yeah with swords Mm Mm-hmm. swords and shaving razors that are really sharp that uh neo fight scene though in that movie is was at the time one of the cooler fight scenes it's aged poorly wait the one where he's fighting those things uh no he's fast like yeah uh no fighting all the smiths
Campaign 2, Episode 40, Five Sacks Richer, was released on September 20th, 2020. We hope you enjoyed this episode so much that you'll come back for more... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! That's cheaper than a butt plug. <laughs>